Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune into King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is, you guessed it, another chilling tale. This blood-chilling tale, Story Club members, might make you plop down a few quarts of precious plasma. It's one I call Give Blood. Seth hated needles. Okay, don't move, please, said the nurse. This won't hurt a bit. The shiny needle that was about to be plunged into Seth's left arm looked huge. It looked like it should be used for knitting, not drawing blood. Type AB negative is a rare blood, Mr. Myers, the nurse said. Her breath smelled of peppermint breath fresheners. You should count yourself lucky to be such an exceptional young man. Seth liked being called Mr. and Young Man. It made his age of 11 seem older and more distinguished. But he still didn't like the needle that was slowly piercing his skin in search of a vein. The red-haired nurse guided it with the skill of an oil well driller. Seth tried not to flinch. He tried to live up to his recently upgraded Mr. status. But as far as he was concerned, the school band owed him, big time. This was all part of the school annual blood drive to get money for band trips. A budding trumpet player, Seth and the band would take the bus all over the state and play at different school concerts. For his trouble and his blood, Seth would earn 20 bucks for the cause. It seemed like such a small sum to justify this level of suffering. Just look at those needles. Suddenly, Seth felt woozy and lightheaded. He closed his eyes. He could not watch his crimson blood snake up a plastic tube and into a bag any longer. He would faint for sure. All done, the nurse suddenly said, sticking a fresh cotton ball on Seth's arm. She placed medical adhesive tape over the lamb white ball to hold it in place. There are cookies and orange juice over on the table there. Make sure to eat and drink a little to get your blood sugar back to normal. Huh, maybe giving blood wasn't so bad after all. Seth climbed down off the table. He rolled his shirt sleeve down over his freshly administered wound. This was his first time at the blood bank. At first, he thought it might be a regular bank, with tellers at windows taking your blood deposits instead of money. Loan officers might lend you some type A blood instead of money for a new car. But it wasn't like that at all. It was only this one nurse in a house converted to office space on a quiet residential street. The sign outside on the lawn that said, Borgo Pass Blood Bank, was the only clue that it wasn't a house. The doctor would like to see you, the nurse said to him as he munched down several chocolate chip cookies washed down by a cup of orange juice. He said he'd like to meet a young man of such a special blood type. The doctor was down the hall from the dining room converted into a blood drawing area. His office was a back bedroom that faced west. Seth knew this because as he entered the office, he could see the autumn sun, that looked like a glob of orange sherbet, beginning to set behind the hill that loomed over the tiny town. There was an engraved name placard on the desk, Dr. Acula. 
Seth couldn't see the doctor's face. It was buried behind the evening newspaper. The doctor sat in a high wingback chair in a corner of the tastefully decorated room. It had an old-world European flair with the antique chairs and a few classic oil paintings. Seth wondered if they were originals. Probably not for a modest country doctor tucked away in a small October town. Dr. Acula? Seth asked the buried-behind-the-newspaper physician. You wanted to see me? The doctor didn't answer. He continued to read, or hide, behind the newspaper. That was when Seth noticed his hands, large but with long, pencil-thin fingers. The nails were long, filed to a point, and yellowed with age. Black tufts of hair on the back of the hands looked like sleeping tarantulas against the icy pale skin. This is ridiculous, Seth thought. It's getting late and I have to go home for dinner. The sun, now blood-colored, sunk all the way behind the hill. And almost synchronized with the falling sun, the doctor slowly lowered his newspaper. Seth gasped. The doctor was clad head to toe in black. His eyes, if that's what you want to call his eyes, were a cool yellow, but the irises were fire red. They seemed to blaze with a light source of their own as they stared at Seth. The doctor's hair was batwing black, slicked all the way back on his skull. He had a pronounced widow's peak as sharp as a raven's claw on his forehead. The hawk beak nose angled down to thin, colorless lips that were fixed in a cruel smirk. I bid you welcome, Dr. Acula said with a heavy Eastern European accent. In his cavern mouth, he had rows upon rows of sharp teeth that could be stalactites. Within a split second, the man rose to his six-foot-four height and guided up to Seth, inches from the boy's face. The doctor's breath was rank. I have not dined upon type A negative blood for nearly 200 years. I will feast well tonight. In his last moments of life, it all started to make sense to Seth. Dr. Acula, Dracula. Could this gruesome figure who was about to bite his neck be the legendary vampire, the immortal bloodsucker himself? He would never know. Mr. Myers, said a distant voice. Young man, are you okay? The disembodied voice continued, becoming clearer. Seth? Seth awoke on the blood drawing table. His head felt light, like it was stuffed with cotton balls. You fainted, the red-haired nurse with the peppermint breath said, just before I was about to put the needle in your arm. Judging by your reaction, it's probably not wise to take your blood right now. A pity. Are you okay? For the first time since he entered the house-turned-office blood bank, Seth was okay. He nodded. Yeah, I'm fine. A gentleman in a frosty white lab coat had his back to Seth. He turned around to face the boy. It was the vampire face of Dracula himself. Dr. Acula? Seth asked, shuddering in fear. Doctor? The nurse asked. No, this is Mr. Stoker, the blood bank administrator. Behind the tall, pale Mr. Stoker, the orange October sun began to fall behind the hill. The blood bank administrator said nothing to Seth. He only opened his mouth and smiled. And his teeth were long and sharp. Okay, so if I ever had to give blood, I'm going early in the morning where there's plenty of daylight. Just to make sure there are no vampires lurking around. I have problems enough when I accidentally leave the door open in the summertime and a few mosquitoes buzz in trying to drain my blood. Stinky little vampires. Buzz off, am I right? In my opinion, I think it's best to go through life with all the blood in your body. It's kind of essential for everything to work right. And you know what else is super useful? Exercising that big, beautiful brain of yours. 
No, seriously. You should be feeding that imagination like it's a carnivorous plant or a bear coming out of hibernation. You can find endless stories on the Go Kid Go network that are almost as awesome as the ones I tell you at Story Club. Like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Capel. And Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Floosville. Go Kid Go even has a peaceful story train to take your mind off the Story Club terrors at bedtime. Did you know that? Talk about thoughtful. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, Floosville, or Story Train wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. And of course, join me back here tomorrow for another eerie episode. Because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out. Go kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.